You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. And, and, and my thing is always this, is like, it doesn't really matter how long you've been following Jesus. You know, if you have that relationship with Christ, if you have come to that fork in the road of where you are now a Christ follower, you are full of the Spirit, you can lead somebody as far as you've been yourself. And so you don't have to have all the answers. Like people people don't need a, a theological, you know, sermon thrown at them. And I always think back to Paul's words in Philippians of working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. Today, joined by three special guests. First, we got Ben Kioski, worship pastor extraordinaire. Ben, thanks for being here. What it do, my friends? What it do? Very profound already. Uh, We're joined by lead pastor, Jose Abaroa. Jose, thanks for being here. Good morning. And a first for the podcast, historic making student pastor, Tyler Keese. Tyler, thanks for being here. Howdy. (laughs) <laughs> it's a joy to be here to see everybody's bright and shining faces. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, well, we capped off a series called Renewed. And I say we, it was Jose, <laughs> Pastor Jose, we. that we. finished we. it off with a great message talking about the Great Commission and our renewed mission. So, Jose, I love to kick things off by just kind of first opening up by seeing, kind of hearing what are things you were thinking about as you prepared for the message and even just closing out the whole series in general. Yeah, two things that came to mind pretty quickly. One was when I heard Dave Eubank um, share his point on staying in your lane, doing and saying what only Jesus has you do and say, and immediately seeing the contrast between his lane and our lane. We talked a little bit about that a few podcast episodes ago. And the second one was a quote that I actually found in an old um, notebook. It was a 2012 message from Rob, and he said, church is not a place we go to, but a place we go from. And uh, those two things really cap this renewed um, series on being on mission and seeing, looking at the Great Commission and how we're all called to make disciples of all nations, baptizing and teaching um, everything that Jesus has commanded us to do. And so that's really where the message birthed from. And I spent a lot of time just looking at the Great Commission and hopefully inspiring and compelling us all to go in our lane. Our, our lanes look very differently, and I think that's by design. So um, we closed out by a prayer of commissioning all of us to, to really go. So that's, yeah. that's where it all stemmed from. That was good. That was good. Ben and Tyler would love to bring y'all into this conversation. Just focused on, I know this is not the first time either of y'all had heard of the Great Commission. And so what was maybe something that stood out to y'all in the message yesterday or just something that God's been stirring in your hearts just towards um, just living life on mission and kind of being focused on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, one, I, I appreciated the running analogies. There I'm, you go. I'm not a natural runner, as people, many people who have seen me know. I'm, <laughs> I'm a large individual. So uh, I really appreciated, you know, the, uh, he was talking about the 800 meter run. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's a, you know, it's not long distance, but it's not a sprint. And I was like, two laps, that is long distance. What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? But this is, you know, come from a guy who, Four months ago, couldn't run half a mile without crawling on my hands and knees. Um, and now? And now I can run up to four miles. Come on. Ran a 9.30 mile this morning. Woo. So, hey, hey, God is good. Uh, yes. Just 
Yeah, God is good. Um, <laughs> no, but man, a, a couple of things that that really stuck out to me uh, in general when I think about the Great Commission and when I think about being sent out and let's go. You know, one passage that constantly comes to mind is Luke ten, where mm-hmm. Jesus is with his disciples and he's using you know the the field as an example, yeah. and he's like, man, look out to the harvest, mm-hmm. and the harvest is plentiful, mm-hmm. but the workers are few. And mm-hmm. so for me, I, I was two years into being a, a student pastor when I did a deep dive into this. And a a section of that that has stuck with me is when he tells them, pray earnestly there for like God to send out workers into the harvest. And so what I began to carry as almost a kind of level of conviction, but more of like a compelling go is like sitting with the, sitting with the reality that whether you're a full-time pastor or just, or, you know, a disciple in general, like we are literally the answer to somebody's prayer. Mm. So if someone is sitting back praying for someone to go out into the harvest, Mm -hmm. if you're going to your workplace, if you're going to school, if you're going to college, if you're going to the grocery store, like to walk in such a way where we are literally an answer to somebody's prayer, that brings a whole different level of like responsibility and accountability to carrying out the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, Isaiah, in chapter six, verse eight, you know, when God is like, who am I going to send? And Isaiah's response, here am I, send me, mm-hmm. like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And so those are some things that, that stuck out to me, man. And I think that we do that effectively in staying in our lanes. I mm-hmm. think that we do that uh, for me at student ministry. Uh, mm-hmm. But even more than that, personally, you know, if you're a parent, if yep. you're a dad, man, that is one of the primary ways to mm-hmm. go out into the harvest because mm-hmm. then you get to multiply other disciples through the next generations. So yeah. those are some things that stuck with me. Um, That's good. Yeah, I'm all about I'm all about the Great Commission. Yes. Let's, awesome. let's go. Let's go. Ben, you got any thoughts? You know, it was totally my first time to ever hear that. I, <laughs> I, uh, the Great Commission. It's really who I had in grace. mind. It's very inconvenient. I, uh, I, I kind of skip this. over the inconvenient parts oh, of the scripture. No, it's not true. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the, the juxtaposition of uh, positioning our, our large quotation marks in the air church life into a place to be sent from rather than a place to go to um, is really a, those sounds simple. And when you hear it, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Um, I think it's a, it's a revolutionary concept that uh, were we to live that more thoroughly each day as individuals um, as part of the church, the entire um, church would have a, a major change in general, not just, our local church, but also the church at large. And I think it's the same juxtaposition or a similar um, tweak in thinking um, that when we read the Great Commission, um, to understand that the going is an as-you-are-going, meaning it's a constant, um, meaning it's, 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 it's the purpose and the forefront of everything that we put our hands to. You know, God has gifted each one of us in many different ways, not just for those of us who are in vocational ministry, um, not just in those aspects. He's gifted us in other ways. And people who have whatever their vocation is, you know, their vocation is not their identity. Um, Our identity is in Christ. And as we continue to take that on, we continue to be sent and we continue to have that be part of, of, of everything. It permeates all that we say, all that we do. And if we... And if we have trouble seeing it that way, I think maybe that's the Holy Spirit 
um, you know, trying to teach us that, uh, yeah, we need, we need to change that, that, that attitude. We need to change that perspective of what our life is. It's not church life and work life and family life. It's following Jesus' life. It's seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added. It's a kingdom life that's concerned about um, connecting people with, as, as Bob Moss says, the kingdom of light. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that we're ambassadors, not just nine to five or Sunday mornings and yeah. community group, but throughout our entire, our entire lives. That's good. Uh, question for all of y'all. I love how on the Conversation Podcast, we have listeners on all ends of, or all ways of walking with God as far as some that just have started or maybe kind of exploring it as well as some that have been doing it for, for decades. And so, but for someone that's maybe saying, yeah, that, that's cool for y'all to talk about as far as being on mission and being an ambassador of Christ, but, but you don't know me. You don't know my story. You don't like, I, 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 I don't, you don't want someone becoming more like me as far as an ambassador goes. So what do you kind of tell someone that's just wrestling through just kind of these feelings that, yeah, that's just not me. I'm not the professional missionary. Don't send me out anywhere. Uh, kind of what would y'all say are some of the things that you'd want to speak to them about? Ooh, I, I like that topic quite a bit. Um, you know, if, if you're just starting out and you think that your story's, you know, maybe not the best one, I would say that the, the word of our testimony is how we overcome. Mm-hmm. And it's the power of God for salvation for not only you, but those, those who have ears to hear the message mm-hmm. of truth through what God has done in you. It's not about it's not about what you did or who you used to be. It's the it's the new creation that God is making in you. And uh you know, you, you got to understand that when Jesus started his ministry and he walked through and called the disciples, they were just a bunch of rough and tumble goofballs out there doing their thing, you know, making tents and throwing fish nets or whatever it was that they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they were not professionals. And if you, you know, as you continue to read the word, you'll find out that most of them, by the time Jesus had ascended, they were still not professionals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's okay to not have answers. It's okay to not know everything. But, I mean, reciting the story of God, rescuing us from ourselves, and, um, and, uh, and bringing into our lives joy for sorrow and beauty for ashes and Mm-hmm. you know, peace and, 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 um, as he works through our circumstance, whatever they may be. I mean, that testimony is really the power of God. Um, you know, you can, you can talk endlessly about the first and second laws of thermodynamics and how they relate to, uh, the creation story and, you know, all these different, you know, uh, timelines and carbon dating and, you know, creation theories. And you can talk about that endlessly, um, but there is one thing that is absolutely irrefutable, and it's a changed life. And it's when the Spirit of God intersects our lives, and that is powerful. That's fresh. That's new. That's real. And so you, new believer, if you're listening, or someone who feels like they're just starting out, you're on the front lines, and you're the one who carries the power of the gospel more fresh and out front than really any of us old, dusty old pastors. <laughs> right. Yeah, I relate so much to that story because I didn't never, I never thought that this would be a lane that I'd be running in. And I think that's the bottom line is it's the Lord that directs our steps. We can make all our plans. That's Proverbs 69. Um, but it's the Lord that directs our steps and, and he calls us to be faithful wherever, wherever we are. Um, it is as we go wherever. And so just because you are in a different place than maybe 
any other person, I actually think that you have a more significant lane than, say, me, because uh, when people see me, they know what they're going to get. They know that they're speaking to a pastor. But when they have a conversation with someone totally, you know, thinking, hey, this is the way that we talk about in this lane. Say, if you work in a restaurant, you're a waitress or waiter, uh, and, and, and you look different, you respond different, you, you, you hear the complaining, but you choose another way, you're gonna stand out and you're gonna be brighter than say a pastor doing all those things because that's what people expect pastors mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> and so running in our lane is God's plan for all of us to really run together. However, you know, each of our lanes look different. And I think recognizing that we are all sent to go is the most important thing. I couldn't agree more with Ben. Our stories are so significant and are purposeful for individual people. So, right. And, and, and my thing is always this is like, it doesn't really matter how long you've been following Jesus. You know, if you have that relationship with Christ, if you have come to that fork in the road of where you are now a Christ follower, you are full of the spirit. You can lead somebody as far as you've been yourself. And so you don't have to have all the answers. Like people, people don't need a, a theological, you know, sermon thrown at them as far as, you know, creationism has been pointed out or whatever. And, and I always think back to Paul's words in Philippians of working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And, mm. you know, instead of feeling shame, I look at things of, you know, how cool is it to see, uh, you know, a man that one Saturday is, yelling the naughty words at his kid's little league coach or umpires because, you know, the game's not going well at his three-year-old's t-ball game, you know. But then the next morning, man, is is taking his family to engage yeah. in worship yeah. and is and is that beautiful mess of working out your salvation. Yeah. Um, I, I put it to students like this, you know, our responsibility to share the gospel would be the same if we were trapped in a burning building and you found a safe way out. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you tell those behind you or would you just leave and, and dip out and not say anything? So mm-hmm. regardless of where you find yourself, it's not the depth of knowledge you have, but the power that comes the with the spirit that changes your heart. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's where we get mixed up, you know, especially students. You know, I don't I don't have all the answers or, you know, my parents don't go to church or what. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the, as Ben pointed out, the disciples were not the sharpest tools in the tool shed either. I mean, you got On a purpose. fisherman that like On purpose. tried to yeah. chop a dude's head off, but just missed and got his ear, you know? <laughs> like those were the guys that, that Jesus used, the the not good enough, the, the cut away from the, from the pack. And so mm-hmm. my encouragement to new believer or old believer that's just kind of been sitting in that fear state and that frozen state is that it's not about you and what you know anyways. Mm-hmm. It's about the spirit that lives in you that has the power to change those around mm-hmm. you because it's not your job to bring change. It's your job to simply love people mm-hmm. and stand on the message that has changed your life. Yeah, that's awesome. good. That's really good. Uh, on the Conversation Podcast, we'd love to kind of break down some practical ways of applying the message on Sunday. And kind of, Jose, I loved how you already kind of touched on the acronym as far as uh, ask, care, and tell. And another point you mentioned in the message was just kind of some of the common maybe lies or just kind of... Um, kind of easy outs that we can take when we're feeling prompted to talk to someone or, or kind of uh, live on mission around people. And so some of that can be, well, I don't know all the answers, Ben, you kind of touched on that one as far as I don't know all the answers. 
neighbors or I don't want to offend them or it's just inconvenient. It's not the right time. So I'd love to kind of ask you all three kind of what are some ways that just even in your own life as you kind of wrestle with moments or um, just kind of wrestling with that temptation to kind of back out, to kind of just kind of go easy. Uh, what are some ways you can kind of remind yourselves to kind of fight through those, those lies and, and really kind of try to uh, be intentional with those around you? I started with ask on purpose because I tend to, when I have an open door, start with the tell. I love to share. I love to share personal experiences. And then I love to share about the gospel that saves. And so I can uh, begin with a verbose defense of the gospel and and go there. And, and oftentimes I see the face in front of me and they're like, you know, and I've lost them. And so I started with ask because really is a long-term commitment when we start making disciple. I mean, the, the beginning point of saying, okay, where are you in your faith? What do you believe in? And not everyone is going to respond the same, but for those that are hungry, when you ask questions, you can totally tell if someone is in and if, if the Lord has been prompting them. As scripture says, it's the Lord that draws us to himself. It's not, it's not us. And so you can tell when someone has been drawn to, to God. So asking, I think, invokes curiosity and allows us to uh, get to know that person better and also hear what God is up to in their life and agree with those things. So it, it really is joining God's plan and, and not thinking, well, I have this experience and this happened to me. So let me project that on onto this other person. Instead, we submit that and say, Lord, use these because these are tools. My testimony is a tool, um, but I want to ask and I want to focus um, on this person's story. So. Yeah, that's good. Um, so one, one thing... Um, that, that God has been pressing on my heart recently is more and more of leading from the overflow. And so mm. a lot of those lies really come from like religious legalism, mm. you know, like the, the I don't know enough or, you know, whatever may be or, you know, my neighbor just saw me, you know, kick the dog and, you know, have a cussing fit in the backyard. It <laughs> happened a lot in East Texas. Not, maybe not so much here. We're a little more refined. Ben, ben will appreciate that. But uh, no, no. Uh, then I, I would just say it starts with loving your neighbor well and, and to know and to rest in that. Like, mm-hmm. we're not responsible for people's responses. You know, I, I like yeah. Jose's point of asking first. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I had a really unique opportunity this past weekend. We were on vacation with our family. Um, and so it was me, who's a recovering Baptist. There's a, a guy over here that's been raised Catholic, so has, you know, a, a lot of Catholic in him. And then I've got my brother-in-law on the other end of the table that's got a little church in him, but it's pretty, you know, free flow. You know, hey, you do you, I do, I, I do me. And um, had the opportunity to really share, like, what the gospel is and who Jesus is. Um, and he actually posed some of the same questions that uh, you brought up Sunday, which was really interesting. You know, well, mm. you know, if, if Jesus is so good, then, like, what about all the, the people that don't hear about him? Yeah. All those sorts of questions. Um, but all of that conversation was fueled from they began to ask me questions because it never fails. Like, as a, if you're a full-time minister or a pastor, like, you get in those situations, like, you're, you're labeled as the pastor of the family, right? So you get mm-hmm. to pray over all the meals and that sort of thing. But, like, <laughs> when they begin to a- ask questions is when we get to interject life, you yeah. know? And it's not just our opinions or our thoughts, but really try to focus on, 
what brings life in those situations. So I would just say, be sensitive to man, those around you. Listen, because sometimes people will ask questions or give you an answer without you even asking the forward question. Um, if you're just yeah. willing to listen for a moment and love your neighbor well, meet needs, you know, and what time better than where we are right now. Like you yeah. don't have to look very far to, yeah. to find the, those sorts of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's significant what you said about uh, speaking life. And I think if we kind of take that perspective that we we actually do have in Jesus and through the work of the Holy Spirit working through us, we have life, literally life to give. And if we look at it from that perspective as we go day to day is that we're, we don't want to miss an opportunity to speak or breathe life into somebody who obviously needs life because, um, and, and, and it doesn't have to be super complicated either. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but when, when, when things are going on, I like to have, uh, you know, no matter what the situation is, it sure is nice to have someone to pass the buck to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be like, uh, I don't know, uh, Taylor did it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, or, or whatever whatever the case may be. Well, man, that's an easy one when it comes to talking to people about Jesus. Hey, yeah, I don't know, man. Jesus did it, and we can just pray. We can always pray, you know. In the in the in the other um, realm of, of of life that I have the opportunity to go in, which is is in the construction world. I mean, people. I mean, they'll say anything. They talk about their lives all the time, mm-hmm. you know. And it would be easy to just be like, okay, you know, and just kind of go along with it, you know, and listen to them. Whatever, whatever they're going on about, um, and it's actually equally as easy to say, "Oh man, I'm sorry that's going on. Yeah. Can we pray about that?" Yeah, you know. And sometimes the reactions are just classic, you know. And then other times it's, it's, you know, you get real breakthrough, like yeah. just yeah. at the at the drop of a drop of a what do you drop? Drop of a hat. Yeah, the drop of a hat. I was gonna say coin, but drop of a coin, <laughs> drop of a nickel. I don't know. You know. But, you know, it just turns real quick, and yeah. that's the God moment. That's the divine appointment, that's you right. know, these, these Christianese terms that we use to describe those moments. I mean, that, that's there, and everybody's looking for that. That's the deal. Everybody is searching for answers to the stuff, mm-hmm. to the practical day-to-day stuff and the big yeah. questions, and we never know when it's a bigger question than my truck broke down, you know what I mean, or... You know, my kid's acting like a weirdo or whatever. You know what I mean? We never know when it's the big question. And so, I mean, it, it actually really is just as easy to say, hey, let's pray. And then you pray, and then, you know, you, you cast your cares upon the Lord, and he will sustain you, right. and he will never suffer the righteous to be moved. But, you know, hey, we can really do that stuff. That's what the Bible says, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, we're all looking for purpose. Yeah. And when we have these God moments that happen at the drop of a hat or coin, yeah. I say coin because you know I'm no good with colloquialisms. <laughs> still learning, still a student. I'm of, usually pretty pretty sharp with them. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that I dropped the ball yeah, on the one about the hat on the air too, oh, man. Okay. That's oh boy, good. that's good. So when we do see that we are a part of a greater purpose and that there's something outside of ourselves happening and there's this God-like influence in our lives, nothing speaks louder in terms of speaking to the, you know, doubts in our mind or cynicism or whatever. God speaks over those by showing up. And I think that that is what making disciples is all about saying, it's not about us, it's about him. And he just so happens to want to use us 
to fulfill his mission here on earth. And it's pretty humbling when, when we have those, aha, wow, I think God is doing something right now. Yeah. And I think also just as a, as a little caveat, you know, or qualifier, we, you know, we, we say we don't have all the answers and all that kind of stuff. And that's practically true and practically real. Mm-hmm. But what we do have is the singular answer from which all other practical answers flow, you know. Right. And that's what um, Dave Eubank said mm-hmm. uh, a, a few weeks ago when he was here is that Jesus is the answer to all of our problems. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where, that's where it starts. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and con- connecting folks with that reality the answers come sometimes soon, sometimes not so soon, but right. but they come. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's good. I think for me, just even thinking about my checking my mindset and really I think that's something I was convicted about this week. Um, just even thinking about in Matthew nine, when Jesus talks about, he saw the crowd and being harassed and helpless. And it was out of that, that he had compassion. Mm -hmm. And then that's where in Matthew, he talks about pray for the harvest, pray for the laborers uh, to go into the harvest. And so I think for me um, to oversimplify in some ways, it's like, I just, I just don't have that compassion if I'm honest with myself, as far as all the excuses, like, you know, I, I can, I come with a lot of good excuses and, uh, but it's in some ways it's almost like, I'm just going like, I don't want to go to the park or something. I'm like, well, the weather's kind of bad or well, it's a little inconvenient, but like if I'm taking someone to the hospital, all that just goes out the window yeah, because right. it's like, these people are hurting and they need this. And so I think that when I have been able to convince myself that people really aren't hurting or they really don't need this, I think that's when it's much easier for me to kind of just entertain and follow through with the excuses of saying, well, you know, I, I don't want to offend them. They seem to be having a good, you know, we have a good relationship. We have a good thing going here. I don't want to ruin that or, or I don't know all the answers. So I don't want to come across that way. So it's, uh, I think for me, if when I check my, my mindset and my true heart at the, at the door, I can realize like, do I really want this for them or not? And I think that's on top of everything else y'all said. I think a lot of that just flows and falls into that itself. And as we wrap up this series and look forward to a new series, Jose, I'd love for you to kind of have the final word to kind of preview what we can uh, look for in this upcoming series as we go through Churches That Heal. Churches That Heal, yes. We'll be hearing from Dr. Henry Cloud, who is a clinical psychologist and also a man deeply in love with the Word of God and believes that Jesus really is the answer for everything and also... um, has incredible insight as to how the Bible speaks to a lot of the struggles that we live through every day and also some of the mental health issues that are becoming more uh, talked about. And so it is a five-week series where we will be looking at five different gospel-centered truths and, again, how they tackle different struggles in life. And I really encourage you, if you're not in one already, find a community group because the messages will be great, um, of course, as they always are. But the really great thing is is going to be these community group discussions where we're going to go more in depth uh, with each of these truths. So uh, you can check it out uh, on the web, cyberschoolchurch.com and connect there. Renewed series was awesome. And we talked about the big two, the great commandment and the great commission. Now we're going to spend some time looking at healing because we do want to be a church that heals. So looking forward to it. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations 
and cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.